Legendary Passages, Episode 105 Pausanian's Description of Greece, Book 1, Section 44 The Corinthian Isthmus Previously, Theseus traveled the road from Trozen to Athens around the Saronic Gulf. In this passage, we explore in the opposite direction, from the Skyronian Road, Cromion, and then to the Isthmus. First is the white Megarian muscle stones along the road to the Balorian Rock, where Eno and Melicertes jumped into the sea and became known as Leucothea and Palaemon. Later, Skyron fed strangers to the giant sea turtles below the cliff. Cromion, where Theseus slaughtered Phaea the sow, is where King Sisyphus found the body of Palaemon. The Isthmus proper is where Theseus killed Sinus the pinebender after slaying Periphetes the clubbearer. Alexander the Great tried to dig a channel connecting the gulfs, but it was only completed in recent times. The sanctuary of Poseidon is full of offerings, and nearby is a temple of Palaemon and the altar of the Cyclops. The tombs of Sisyphus and Neleus have been lost to history. The Corinthian Isthmus, a legendary passage from W. H. S. Jones, translating Pausanias, Description of Greece, Books 1, Section 44, to Book 2, Section 2. On the road from Agara to Corinth are graves, including that of the Samian flute player Telephanes, said to have been made by Cleopatra, daughter of Philip, son of Amyntas. There is also the tomb of Car, son of Pharonius, which was originally a mound of earth, but afterwards, at the command of the oracle, it was adorned with muscle stone. The Megarians are the only Greeks to possess this stone, and in the city also they have made many things out of it. It is very white and softer than other stone, and in it throughout are sea muscles. Such is the nature of the stone. The road called Skyronian to this day, and named after Skyron, was made by him when he was war minister of the Megarians, and originally, they say, was constructed for the use of active men. But the emperor Hadrian broadened it, and made it suitable even for chariots to pass each other in opposite directions. There are legends about the rocks, which rise especially at the narrow part of the road. As to the Melorian, it is said that from it Eno flung herself into the sea with Melicertes, the younger of her children. Lurchus, the elder of them, had been killed by his father. One account is that Athamas did this in a fit of madness. Another is that he vented on Eno and her children unbridled rage, when he learned that the famine which befell the Orchomenians and the supposed death of Phrixus were not accidents from heaven, but that Eno, the stepmother, had intrigued for all these things. Then it was said she fled to the sea and cast herself and her son from the Melorian rock. The son, they say, was landed on the Corinthian Isthmus by a dolphin, and honors were offered to Melicertes, then renamed Palaemon, 
including the celebration of the Isthmian Games. The Malorian dock they thought sacred to Lycothia and Palaemon, but those after it they consider accursed, in that Skyron, who dwelt by them, used to cast into the sea all the strangers he met. A tortoise used to swim under the rocks to seize those that fell in. Sea tortoises are like land tortoises, except in size and for their feet, which are like those of seals. Retribution for these deeds overtook Skyron, for he was cast into the same sea by Theseus. On the top of the mountain is a temple of Zeus, surnamed Aphesius, Releaser. It is said that on the occasion of the drought that once afflicted the Greeks, Aeacus, in obedience to an oracular utterance, sacrificed an Aegina to Zeus, god of all the Greeks, and Zeus reigned and ended the drought, gaining thus the name Aphesius. Here there are also images of Aphrodite, Apollo, and Pan. Farther on is the tomb of Eurystheus. The story is that he fled from Attica after the battle with the Heraclidae and was killed here by Aeolus. When you have gone down from this road, you see a sanctuary of Apollo Latoas, after which is the boundary between Megara and Corinth, where legend says that Hylas, son of Heracles, fought a duel with the Arcadian Echemus. The Corinthian land is a part of the Argive, and is named after Corinthus. That Corinthus was a son of Zeus, I have never known anybody to say seriously, except the majority of the Corinthians. Eumulus, the son of Amphilitus, of the family called Bacchidae, who is said to have composed the epic poem, says in his Corinthian history, if indeed the history be his, that Aphira, the daughter of Oceanus, dwelt first in this land, that afterwards Marathon, the son of Apopius, the son of Aeolus, the son of Helius, fleeing from the lawless violence of his father, migrated to the sea coast of Attica, that on the death of Apopius he came to Peloponnesus, divided his kingdom among his sons, and returned to Attica, and that Asopia was renamed after Sicyon, and Ephyre after Corinthus. Corinth is no longer inhabited by any of the old Corinthians, but by colonists sent out by the Romans. This change is due to the Achaean League. The Corinthians, being members of it, joined in war against the Romans, which Critolius, when appointed general of the Achaeans, brought about by persuading to revolt both the Achaeans and the majority of the Greeks outside the Peloponnesus. When the Romans won the war, they carried out a general disarmament of the Greeks and dismantled the walls of such cities as were fortified. Corinth was laid waste by Mummius, who at that time commanded the Romans in the field, and it is said that it was afterwards refounded by Caesar, who was the author of the present constitution of Rome. Carthage, too, they say, was refounded in his reign. In the Corinthian territory is also the place called Cromion, from Cromus, the son of Poseidon. Here they say that Phaea was bred. Overcoming this sow was one of the traditional achievements of Theseus. 
Farther on, the pine still grew by the shores at the time of my visit, and there was an altar of Melicertes. At this place, they say, the boy was brought ashore by a dolphin. Sisyphus found him lying and gave him burial on the isthmus, establishing the Isthmian Games in his honor. At the beginning of the isthmus is the place where the brigand Sinus used to take hold of pine trees and draw them down. All those whom he overcame in fight he used to tie to the trees and then allow them to swing up again. Whereupon each of the pines used to drag to itself the bound man, and as the bond gave way in neither direction, but was stretched equally in both, he was torn in two. This was the way in which Sinus himself was slain by Theseus. For Theseus rid of evildoers the road from Trozen to Athens, killing those whom I have enumerated, and, in sacred Epidaurus, Periphetes, thought to be the son of Hephaestus, who used to fight with a bronze club. The Corinthian Isthmus stretches on the one hand to the sea at Sencrie, and on the other to the sea at Lycaeum. For this is what makes the region to the south mainland. He who tried to make the Peloponnesus an island gave up before digging through the Isthmus. Where they began to dig is still to be seen, but into the rock they did not advance at all. So it is still as mainland as its nature is to be. Alexander, the son of Philip, wished to dig through Mimas, and his attempt to do this was his only unsuccessful project. The Cnidians began to dig through their isthmus, but the Pythian priestess stopped them. So difficult it is for man to alter by violence what heaven has made. A legend of the Corinthians about their land is not peculiar to them, for I believe that the Athenians were the first to relate a similar story to glorify Attica. The Corinthians say that Poseidon had a dispute with Helios about the land, and that Briareus arbitrated between them, assigning to Poseidon the isthmus and the parts adjoining, and giving to Helios the height above the city. Ever since, they say, the isthmus has belonged to Poseidon. Worth seeing here are a theater and a white marble racecourse. Within the sanctuary of the god stand on the one side portrait statues of athletes who have won victories at the Isthmian Games, on the other side pine trees growing in a row, the greater number of them rising up straight. On the temple, which is not very large, stand bronze tritons. In the foretemple are images, two of Poseidon and a third of Amphitrite, and a sea, which also is of bronze. The offerings inside were dedicated in our time by Heroides the Athenian, four horses, gilded except for the hooves, which are of ivory, and two gold tritons beside the horses, with the parts below the waist of ivory. On the car stand Amphitrite and Poseidon, and there is the boy Peleamon upright upon a dolphin. These two are made of ivory and gold. On the middle of the base on which the car is has been wrought a sea holding up the young Amphitrite, and on either side are the nymphs called Nereids. I know that there are altars to these in other parts of Greece, 
and that some Greeks have even dedicated to them precincts by shores, where honors are also paid to Achilles. In Gabala is a holy sanctuary of Dota, where was still remaining the robe by which the Greeks say that Eriphyle was bribed to wrong her son Alcmaeon. Among the reliefs on the base of the statue of Poseidon are the sons of Tyndareus, because these two are saviors of ships and of seafaring men. The other offerings are images of calm and of sea, a horse like a whale from the breast onward, Eno and Bellerophontes, and the horse Pegasus. Within the enclosure is on the left a temple of Peleamon, with images in it of Poseidon, Leucothea, and Peleamon himself. There is also what is called his Holy of Holies, and an underground descent to it, where they say that Peleamon is concealed. Whosoever, whether Corinthian or stranger, swears falsely here, can by no means escape from his oath. There is also an ancient sanctuary called the Altar of the Cyclops, and they sacrifice to the Cyclops upon it. The graves of Sisyphus and of Neleus, for they say that Neleus came to Corinth, died of disease, and was buried near the Isthmus, I do not think that anyone would look for after reading Eumulus. For he says that not even to Nestor did Sisyphus show the tomb of Neleus, because it must be kept unknown to everybody alike, and that Sisyphus is indeed buried on the Isthmus, but that few Corinthians, even those of his own day, knew where the grave was. The Isthmian games were not interrupted even when Corinth had been laid waste by Mummius, but so long as it lay deserted, the celebration of the games was entrusted to the Sicyonians, and when it was rebuilt, the honor was restored to the present inhabitants. This passage continues next episode with the children of Corinth.